Welcome to the latest edition of the Fixed Interests podcast series. I'm Jan Friedrich, Head of Middle East and Africa Sovereign Ratings. Today I'm joined by Mahmoud Harb, Director in Fitch's Sovereign Team and Primary Analyst for Morocco to discuss the recent downgrade of Morocco's Sovereign Rating to a WB plus with a stable outlook. Fitch downgraded Morocco in October. The rating had been on triple B minus all the time since 2007 that was put on negative outlook in April. After such long stability, what was the rationale behind the downgrade, Mahmoud? The downgrade of Morocco's rating reflects the very severe impact of the coronavirus pandemic on the Moroccan economy and on Morocco's public and external finances. Morocco will witness a record GDP contraction in 2020, which alongside a sharp fall in fiscal revenues will lead to a significant rise in government debt from already high levels compared to rating peers. Meanwhile, the hit to the manufacturing sector and to tourism will cause a significant deterioration in the current account deficit and will lead to a rise in net external debt, which already compared unfavorably to triple B and double B medians. The the Moroccan authorities aim to limit the deterioration in public finances. However, a persistent impact from the pandemic on the budget and and recently announced plans to expand social services amid an increase in unemployment will complicate their debt stabilization efforts. We still see downside risks to macroeconomic performance and public finances from the recent resurgence in domestic and global coronavirus infections, and we still see a high level of uncertainty surrounding the future course of the health crisis. You already mentioned the impact of the pandemic. Can you elaborate a bit on how the pandemic shock has affected Morocco and what the prospects for an economic recovery are in 2021? As I said, Morocco will record in 2020 its first recession in 22 years, with GDP falling by 6.5%. First, the pandemic will deal a severe hit to the tradable sector from a combined demand and supply shock. In particular, tourism, a key source of foreign currency earnings and a growth engine in Morocco, will be hardly affected by the pandemic shock. The tourism is yet to start recovering from a severe fall in international arrivals that started in Q2 2020, while city regional level domestic lockdown measures have hindered a recovery in domestic tourism, which typically accounts for one-third of the sector's activity in Morocco. In the manufacturing sector, and most notably in Morocco's emerging aeronautics and automotive sectors, activity had started to rise gradually after a severe fall in Q2 2020. But we expect the recovery to be only slow, given the very subdued global environment and persistent headwinds from the health crisis. It's worthwhile highlighting that the impact of the pandemic shock has compounded the effect on the Moroccan economy of a severe two-year drought, which has taken a toll on agricultural production. We forecast the Moroccan economy to start recovering in 2021, with GDP rising by around 5%, supported by the base effect as crop production normalizes, assuming no further nationwide domestic lockdown measures. 
the recovery will be supported by an easing in fiscal policy and monetary policy as the government aims to support a revival in domestic investment by announcing by setting up a strategic investment fund and guaranteeing loans to the domestic economy However, we still see the risks surrounding the recovery and our baseline for a gradual recovery to be tilted to the downside. This is first from the persistent uncertainty regarding the future course of the pandemic. This is second from the uncertainty surrounding the strength of the projected recovery in the Eurozone, which is Morocco's main external partner and main source of tourist inflows, remittances, FDI. So... Will the government be able to stabilize the public debt to GDP ratio in the medium term? The government has attempted to limit the deterioration in public finances from the pandemic shock. Most of its response to the pandemic, which cost around 3% of GDP in 2020, two-thirds of it were financed by grants, limiting the cost for the budget. Also, the government has reallocated spending and achieved saving on some spending items, such as subsidies, which will limit the deterioration in the deficit this year. Still, due to the severe hit to revenues, we estimate that the government's, that the central government's deficit will nearly double, widening close to 8% of GDP in 2020 from 3.9% of GDP in 2019. We believe that the narrow, going forward, the narrowing in the central government deficit will be only slow due to the persistent hit to revenues from the pandemic shock and the deterioration in the economic environment, as well as from the cost of the gradual expansion of social benefits, which was announced by the government this summer. The government plans to implement staged universal coverage in terms of health insurance, family allowances, and unemployment and pension benefits. Although this will be partly covered by financed by higher contributions and improved tax coverage of the informal sector, this will still lead to increased spending on social services. As a result, we forecast the central government deficit to remain high at 6.5% of GDP in 2021. As a result of the weak growth, of the deterioration of the growth environment and of the persistent wide deficit, we project the general government debt to increase from 56% of GDP in 2019 to 68.5% of GDP in 2021. We project the government debt to GDP ratio to remain stable in 2022. The government aims to stabilize the debt trajectory over four years, the coming four years, and then place it on a downward path. However, we believe that continued spending pressures from the expansion in social services, as well as the effect of the pandemic on the macroeconomic environment, will complicate debt stabilization effort. It's worthwhile highlighting that there are risks to the debt trajectory from large contingent liabilities from the SOE sector. Commercial SOE debt is high at close to 25% of GDP at end 2000. And 19, there are financial vulnerabilities in the SOE sector, although these vulnerabilities remain well contained. The authorities are attempting to address them in line with their long-standing commitment to prudent policies. So in consequence, we believe that these risks remain manageable. These contingent liability risks remain manageable, but they are still non-trivial. Coming to the external side, in the press release, Fitch assesses Morocco's funding risk to be relatively low. Can you elaborate on this? 
Yes, we believe external liquidity risks to be relatively low, reflecting first, continued support from official creditors to Morocco, second, a relatively comfortable level of international reserves, and third, improved exchange rate flexibility and absence of significant misalignment of the currency. I will elaborate briefly on each of these points. First, Morocco has an established track record of cooperation with a wide range of multilateral and bilateral creditors. Official loans now account for around three-fourths of public external debt and half of total gross external debt. This limits the rollover risks and the servicing cost of external debt. Second, Morocco's foreign exchange reserves offer a comfortable level of protection relative to the external risks. We project reserves will rise to around 31 billion US dollars at the end of the current year from 25 billion dollars last year, boosted by official loan disbursement and some valuation effect. Foreign reserves will hence cover around seven months of current account payments on average in 2020-2022, close to the triple B median. Last point, improved exchange rate flexibility. The dirhams floating band were broadened in two steps in January 2018 and in March 2020 to plus or minus 5% around the central fixing from plus or minus 0.3% previously. This improved flexibility will improve, will offer a moderate buffer against external liquidity pressures. The dirham has been also stable with well within its floating bands, although the central bank has not intervened on the foreign exchange market since March 2018. The stability of the dirham reflects an absence of misalignment, as we said, and also improved interbank liquidity existing capital restrictions on foreign investment by residents and possibly some moral suasion by the central bank. Thank you very much for these insights, Mahmoud. Um, thank you all for listening. For more information on our ratings and research in Morocco, please visit us at fitchratings.com. We hope you will join us for the next edition of the Fixed Interests.